Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Hey, folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder, you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. 608 out of Monday. Mark Aram with you till 8 in the p.m. Then Chris Chandler is going to take over. We'll be live throughout the night as warranted. Before we get into the show, you know, ideally the Mark Aram Show is a respite from the uh, doom and gloom out there. I mean, if there's big local stories, we'll talk it on, but we like to have fun. That being said, uh, first and foremost on WSB Radio, we uh, we value news, weather, and traffic more than anything. Um, so we will break in when we have to, and we're probably going to break in in about six minutes right now. Uh, so hmm, I'm debating whether or not to kick off Millennial Match Game. We'll do it in a second, but I just, wa- I just wanted to say this. News, weather, and traffic supersedes everything. Sean Hannity doesn't ever break into Atlanta's morning news with Scott Slade, right? I mean, it's it, this uh, first and foremost this is a news, weather, and traffic station. So, well, I want to have a good time tonight. At the flip of a switch, we could be covering breaking news. But I want to start off with Millennial Match Game. We'll at least have five minutes of fun before everything Let's play devolves. Millennial Match Game. All right, a real quick addition to Millennial Match Game. Joining us on the phone, our Millennial contestant is Tommy. Tommy, tell the folks at home a little about yourself. Hey, Mark. How's it going, buddy? Excellent. Good. Uh, well, I uh, when uh, the economy's up and running, I'm usually a DJ over at Rock 100.5 doing weekends there. But uh, us part-timers are currently uh, not working until the next month or so. All right. So. For future reference, let's just not mention the other radio stations as we continue the Millennial Match game. Just say you're, oh. in, the, you're in the business. How about that? Yeah, I should know that. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. That's all right, Tommy. Uh, let's meet our contestants don't, on the phone. Button right there. Chris, uh, Chris, welcome to the show. Uh, how old are you and where are you from? I am 40 and I am from Sonora. All right. And you are going to be playing up against Adam. Adam, how old are you and where are you from? I'm 26 and from Alpharetta. Ooh, all right. So there we go. We got two of the younger folks on the line. Tommy's here. Millennial Match Game brought to you by Rocco's European Garage. Famous nickname edition of Millennial Match Game. I'm going to give you an example right here. Uh, Chris, uh, if I say the nickname of The Rock, will Tommy know who The Rock is? Yes. Tommy, who's The Rock? That would be the actor Dwayne Johnson. That is correct. Very good. All right, so very simple. All right, this one counts. First um, nickname on Millennial Match Game is the Master of Suspense, Chris. The Master of Suspense. You don't need to know who the Master of Suspense is, but will Tommy know who it is? I don't think you will. You say no. Tommy, who's the Master of Suspense? Hmm. Uh, See, I don't know. John Carpenter? Southside Steve is the master of suspense. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know about that. Putting out Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock is the master of suspense. All right, Chris, you get the point. When in doubt, the millennial doesn't know. Adam, your turn, buddy. Millennial match okay. game, famous nicknames. Will millennial Tommy know whose nickname is the father of the godfather of soul? Excuse me. The godfather of soul. Oh, no. Uh... 
I don't know. Um, you don't need to know the answer. Will Tommy know the answer? Adam? Well, Tom, oh, well, Tommy, you're asking me if Tommy will know the answer. Yes. Tommy will know the answer. All right. I have faith Tommy, in Tommy. Uh, who's the godfather of soul? Uh, I believe Papa's got a brand new bag, James Brown. That is correct. Good job. All right, uh, so just to recap, Adam, you don't need to know the answer. You just have to guess. You're betting on whether or not Tommy will know the answer. Got it? Oh, okay. This is this is much better. Yeah, there you go. It's very easy. Very easy. Game. I don't know anything. All right, Chris. <laughs> uh, the nickname is Tricky Dick. Will Tommy know who had the nickname Tricky Dick? Uh, no, I don't think so. Tricky Dick, Tommy. President Richard Nixon. I've earned everything I've got. That is correct. All right, uh, you're up, Adam. Again, you don't need to know the answer. You're guessing whether Tommy does. Champagne Poppy. Champagne Poppy. Will will Millennial Mm. Tommy know who Champagne Poppy is? I don't think so. Tommy, who's Champagne Poppy? Uh... Believe that is that a box wine by Arbor Myth? <laughs> that is not a box wine by. <laughs> I love it though. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. It's Drake. Drake. Yes. A member of my temple, by the way, Drake. All right. Uh, what's the score and who's up, Deborah Green? All right, got Chris one, Adam two. It is Chris's turn. All right, Chris. Uh, the Wizard of Menlo Park. Ooh, this is a tough one. The Wizard of Menlo Park. Will Tommy, the millennial, know who is the Wizard of Menlo Park? I think he knows this one. All right. Who's the wizard of Menlo Park, Tommy? Uh, Gandalf the Grey? You're his namesake. I'll give you a hint. You're his namesake. The Uh, wizard of Menlo Park. Menlo Park. Uh, Tommy Dorsey. I don't know. October 21st, 1871. Numerous experiments. Thomas Alva Edison. Thomas the Wizard of Menlo Park. All right, Adam, you're up Millennial Match Game. Will Millennial Tommy, who works in uh, music's uh, business, we'll just say that, will he know whose uh, nickname is The Lizard King? The Lizard King. Oh, man. This is a hard one. The Lizard King. I don't even know if The Lizard King has anything to do with yeah, you I'm don't need say to know. No. All right, you say no. The Lizard King, Tommy. Who's the Lizard King? Come on, Jim Morrison. Don't you love Yeah, I'm trying to give you a hint that he might know it because it's music, uh, musically oriented. All right, uh, Chris, you're up. Millennial Match Game, as always, brought to us by Rocco's European Garage. Uh, this nickname is The Big Hurt. The Big Hurt. Will Millennial Tommy know who is The Big Hurt? I don't think so. You say no. Tommy, who's the Big Hurt? I believe that's Georgia native Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas, a.k.a. the Big Hurt, used to keep pretty busy on the baseball game. You can hear him quite often on the Mark Aram show with those uh, men's pills that Chucks take. So, uh, yeah, the Big Hurt, you got that right. All right, here we go. Millennial Match Game, famous nicknames edition. Uh, Is it Adam? Adam? It is Adam's turn. Adam, here we go. You don't need to know the answer. You're just guessing whether Tommy does. (laughs) Will he know whose nickname was... The King of Pop. The King of Pop. Of not not of the popsicle guy. Not the popsicle guy. Oh. Tommy, who's the oh, King of him? Pop? Uh, the one and only Michael Jackson. <laughs> I think Deborah just uses this game to play good music on the Mark Aaron show. <laughs> She's using this as an outlet to spin some uh, hits. Uh, yeah, that's right. The King of Pop is uh, Michael Jackson. I believe he gave himself that nickname, which usually you don't do, but that's okay. All right, here we go. Uh, Chris is up. Chris, this nickname is Mr. Las Vegas. 
Will Millennial Tommy know whose nickname is Mr. Las Vegas? Uh, if he's in the music industry, he ought to know this, so yeah. I agree. Tommy, who's Mr. Las Vegas? Mm, well, that's a lot of pressure now. I don't know. I mean, I guess I'll go with Elvis. I don't know. Oh, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy. Don't go shame, oh, okay. Darling, don't Wayne Newton. Wayne uh, Newton. Uh, yeah. That's a, for all you young people out there, this is a dude singing this song, just in case you didn't know. That's a dude. Uh, all right, no point there. Uh, next up is Adam. Adam, Millennial Match Game, famous nicknames edition on the Mark Aram Show. This nickname is going back. Famous nickname, The Little Tramp. The Little, the little Tramp. Tr- Will Millennial Tommy know this old school nickname? I'm going to have to have faith in him and say yes. Wow, wrong. Tommy... Who's the, who is the little tramp? Oh. Well, it sounds like a, it would be a terrible nickname for a kid, but I, I, I'm going to go with Shirley Temple. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. Uh, not Shirley Temple. These are the words of Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin. Uh, in the right, right time period almost. Yeah. Back Close. in the 20s, they were all about uh, nicknames that were insulting. The Little Tramp, Charlie Chaplin. Did you see the biopic with, about Charlie Chaplin with Robert Downey Jr.? It's actually really good. Yeah. Really good. Really good. He was... Uh, he had interesting taste in women. I'll just leave it at that. I'll let you watch that. All right, uh, it's Chris's turn. Chris, here we go. Famous nickname version of Millennial Match Game. Will Millennial Tommy know who the singing cowboy was? The singing cowboy. Music, but I think it's too old for him. No. I agree. This is a little too old for Millennial Tommy. I'd be surprised if you get it, Tommy. Who is the singing cowboy? Oh, I know it's one of the two. It's either Roy Rogers or Gene Autry. Which one do I pick? Uh, I'm going to go with Roy Rogers. I'm back in the saddle. Gene Autry. So close. Oh, man. That's all right. You got you got Chris a point there. So those, your, your failure helped out, uh, Chris. All right, last one here. Uh, this is going to be fantastic. Adam, I'm not even going to preface this one, my buddy. I love you, my friend. <laughs> Millennial Match Game, famous nickname. Will Millennial Tommy know whose nickname was the Velvet Fog? No way. You say no way. Tommy, for the win, I mean, we all win here, but who is the Velvet (laughs) Fog? Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't know Neil Diamond. I have no idea. Oh, that's a good guess. He's Jewish Elvis. The Velvet Fog, the uh, very famous Mel Torme. Okay. The most famous uh, singer of country of uh, Christmas songs who happens to be a Jewish guy, Mel Torre, <laughs> the Velvet Fog. All right, great job, Chris and Adam. Thanks for playing. Tommy, you want to plug anything besides your uh, radio employer before uh, we let you go? No, I just hope everyone's staying <laughs> safe out there. And uh, you, Mark, and Deborah, I uh, hope you guys are doing well, and thank you for having me on. Okay? All right, looking back Good to, to hear you. from you, Tommy. Tommy, you're look, okay. looking forward to hearing you back on uh, whatever you do for a living later on. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure out what that is. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Tommy. All right, we're awaiting President Trump at the White House to give uh, an announcement. Oh, Longoria with breaking news now hearing 630. I should have known it wouldn't be on time. We'll come back uh, after an update of news, weather, and traffic. We'll kick off the show in style. Uh, That was good. (laughs) I thought we'd have like a five-minute Millennial Match game. It turned out to a full Millennial Match game. So that's how radio works. Uh, 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Should be a very... Interesting show on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Quick pat on the backs for my uh, colleagues here at WSB Radio. I don't know if you folks are out and about. It's just craziness from Friday night through Saturday and Sunday. Uh, the traffic team crushed it. 
A lot of traffic issues with the protesters, the rioters. The news team was on top of it. The talk talent was here at the ready, covering you throughout the overnight hours. We jumped in on Saturday night from 6 to 10. Uh, Just an amazing effort by everybody here at the station. I want to thank you. Uh, the listener for uh, for depending on us to make sure that you get the need, the news you need to know when you need to know it. There, no one's asleep at the wheel here at WSB Radio, and uh, and and our colleagues at Channel Two have been doing an amazing job as well. We've been trying to share assets with them and sources with them. It's been phenomenal. It's been a horrible uh, three days in Metro Atlanta, but it's been uh, a remarkable performance by by my colleagues, my coworkers here. So just a quick tip of the hat. We will continue to do that no matter what comes down the pipe. And we'll do that when we come back after news, weather, and traffic. Again, we are awaiting President Trump uh, to speak. Uh, obviously, we've been waiting to hear from him. He is scheduled to speak from the uh, Oval Office or the White House or the Rose Garden or somewhere in D.C., maybe the infamous bunker. I don't know, but we'll hear from him soon. we got Doug Turnbull in the skies up over downtown. Hopefully, the peaceful protests do not uh, go bad after dark. Another curfew in uh, place tonight, 9 p.m. I do want to talk about curfews when we do get back. I want to talk about curfews. I, I got some stuff to say about that, Chuck. You're going to have to listen, my friend. Uh, 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram. Plus, second hour, John and Kilbasa with a fast food review. We got your news. We got your fun. We got you informed and entertained. It's what we do here. It's the Mark Aram Show on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Six forty, eighty-one degrees on Peachtree Street. Mark Aram and pals with you till eight in the PM. Just so much going on right now. I'm looking at our chopper feed. I'm looking at uh, chopper over the uh, front of the White House. I was hoping that after the weekend, I mean, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we've had a lot of stuff going on here and across the country. I was hoping, all right, a little return to normalcy on Monday, but it does not appear to be so. You heard Chris Chandler. We are awaiting uh, President Trump to speak in the Rose Garden. Longor, if you can, punch up CNN. Uh, We had some great updates there from Doug locally, but uh, they're throwing tear gas now, it appears, outside of the White House. I just want to see... Uh, well, not outside of the White House, but on the street in front of the White House. I just want to see what CNN's doing with uh, what's going on near the White House in Washington. They're screaming a little bit and standing there, and the police coming in to try to disperse them. Alex Marquardt, you're there on the scene, and I guess you're right in the middle of this. Tell us what you're seeing and, and hearing. We see you have a gas mask on. Yeah, well, the the police have clearly made the decision that they want all these protesters out. So this is right before this curfew went into effect, uh, is going to go into effect at 7 p.m. And, of course, right before the president is due to make these remarks to the country, remarks that many have been waiting for, for him to talk about all these nationwide protests. But, well, just to give you a sense of things, the police have completely penned in the protesters, trying to push them out via 8th Street. All along the park there, you have uh, D.C. National Guard along with park police. Protesters here with their hands up saying, don't shoot, because the police have been firing rounds of tear gas. That's why I have this gas mask on. The air is heavy with that tear gas. And if you look at the eyes of many of these protesters, they are full. They are red and they are full of tears. And what we've been seeing is the police moving forward at different moments to, to push people away from the park. That's Alex Marquardt from CNN in front of the White House. Tear gas fired at protesters. Uh, Jamie Dupree reports on Twitter. So the, uh, we talked about the curfew here in Atlanta is at 9 p.m. In D.C. it is 7 p.m., which is why they're trying to clear the protesters out. 18 minutes until the curfew starts in Washington, D.C. Uh, let's go back to CNN, seeing some more movement here, Longoria. And watch this Firing for a second. Hold on for a moment, Alex. 
There are uh, police officers on horses now trying to drive back the crowd. Uh, the horses are not in riot gear, but the police officers are. Rubber bullets being fired. Chris Chandler live in the WSB News Center. Chris, what do you have? Well, let me crank this up for you. Pull that down for a second. They're never going to be able to let the president come out during this. This is the audio directly from the Rose Garden. You can hear everything that's going on outside when those flashbangs go off and the tear gas. Jim. Listen for a second. So, two minute warning. Oh, good. All right. Well, they, well, all right. So, all right. So, two minutes. I was going to say, would they consider moving it inside? They might do this. To the Oval Office. Uh, yeah. I mean, just a crazy scene right now uh, outside of uh, the White House tear gas, rubber bullets. They've got the police officers on horses. 7 p.m. curfew in, uh, in Washington, D.C., Chris. That's why they're breaking up this protest right now. Is this going to be enough time for them to clear out and, and we can hear from the president in two minutes? We will see what happens. You know, he likes to uh, say that uh, the truckers honking the horns in protest out there is pro-Trump. Uh, we'll see if he even, uh, says anything what's going States, on directly Donald outside J. right Trump. now. We're just about to find out. Here comes President Trump in the Rose Garden. A speech, a set of remarks announced only in about an hour's notice after what has been widely reported as an internal dispute in the White House whether he should say anything in public during this crisis. Let's listen. Thank you very much. My fellow Americans, my first and highest duty as president is to defend our great, our great country and the American people. I swore an oath to uphold the laws of our nation, and that is what I will do. All Americans were rightly sickened and revolted by the brutal death of George Floyd. My administration is fully committed that for George and his family, justice will be served. He will not have died in vain. But we cannot allow the righteous cries and peaceful protesters to be drowned out by an angry mob. The biggest victims of the rioting are peace-loving citizens in our poorest communities. And as their president, I will fight to keep them safe. I will fight to protect you. I am your president of law and order and an ally of all peaceful protesters. But in recent days, our nation has been gripped by professional anarchists, violent mobs, arsonists, looters, criminals, rioters, Antifa, and others. A number of state and local governments have failed to take necessary action to safeguard their residents. Innocent people have been savagely beaten, like the young man in Dallas, Texas, who was left dying on the street, or the woman in upstate New York, viciously attacked by dangerous thugs. Small business owners have seen their dreams utterly destroyed. New York's finest have been hit in the face with bricks. Brave nurses who have battled the virus are afraid to leave their homes. A police precinct has been overrun here in the nation's capital. The Lincoln Memorial and the World War II Memorial have been vandalized. One of our most historic churches was set ablaze. A federal officer in California, an African-American enforcement hero, was shot and killed. These are not acts of peaceful protest. These are acts of domestic 
terror, the destruction of innocent life, and the spilling of innocent blood is an offense to humanity and a crime against God. America needs creation, not destruction. Cooperation, not contempt. Security, not anarchy. Healing, not hatred. Justice, not chaos. This is our mission, and we will succeed 100 percent. We will succeed. Our country always wins. That is why I am taking immediate presidential action to stop the violence and restore security and safety in America. I am mobilizing all available federal resources, civilian and military, to stop the rioting and looting, to end the destruction and arson, and to protect the rights of law-abiding Americans, including your Second Amendment rights. Therefore, the following measures are going into effect immediately. First, we are ending the riots and lawlessness that has spread throughout our country. We will end it now. Today, I have strongly recommended to every governor to deploy the National Guard in sufficient numbers that we dominate the streets. Mayors and governors must establish an overwhelming law enforcement presence until the violence has been quelled. If a city or state refuses to take the actions that are necessary to defend the life and property of their residents, then I will deploy the United States military and quickly solve the problem for them. I am also taking swift and decisive action to protect our great capital, Washington, D.C. What happened in this city last night was a total disgrace. As we speak, I am dispatching thousands and thousands of heavily armed soldiers, military personnel, and law enforcement officers to stop the rioting, looting, vandalism, assaults, and the wanton destruction of property. We are putting everybody on warning. Our 7 o'clock curfew will be strictly enforced. Those who threaten innocent life and property will be arrested, detained, and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I want the organizers of this terror to be on notice that you will face severe criminal penalties and lengthy sentences in jail. This includes Antifa and others who are leading instigators of this violence. One law and order, and that is what it is, one law. We have one beautiful law. And once that is restored and fully restored, we will help you, we will help your business, and we will help your family. America is founded upon the rule of law. It is the foundation of our prosperity, our freedom, and our very way of life. But where there is no law, there is no opportunity. Where there is no justice, there is no liberty. Where there is no safety, there is no future. We must never give in to anger or hatred. If malice or violence reigns, then none of us is free. I take these actions today with firm resolve and with a true and passionate love for our country. 
By far, our greatest days lie ahead. Thank you very much. And now I'm going to pay my respects to a very, very special place. Thank you very much. President Trump turning from the rostrum and heading back into the White House. What that special place will be that he is teasing a visit to, he does not specify. But we will apparently find out shortly. All right, Mark Aram, so that, uh, while it paid tribute uh, to George Floyd and to the legitimate protesters, only can be heard as ordering an all-out uh, crackdown. Indeed. Uh, for the most part, the president struck uh, stuck to the script. Uh, a couple of Antifa references in there. Um, a little difficulty, I think, delivering the speech. You heard uh, a lot of noise in the background. Jamie Dupree saying uh, you, in the background in D.C. you could hear loud explosions. The police helicopters, that's probably not the ideal scene to give a, a speech to the nation. Um, I, I don't know. He kind of left us with a cliffhanger there. He was going to pay his respects to a very special place. I don't know what one suspects maybe that Lincoln Memorial or someplace like that, which was vandalized uh, over the weekend. Maybe we'll see. And if he's going somewhere there in Washington, it will be uh, within just a few minutes. That call with the governors this morning has been a point of some contention. He mentioned it there and uh, repeated a quote that he was reported to have given. He's told those governors that they must dominate the streets. He told those governors, according to some of them that came off the call later, that they were weak and fools for not being stronger. And a couple of the uh, participants on that call, one of them actually was quoted as saying that the president sounded unhinged. There's some. Have you heard the audio today? I have heard snippets of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, just just going back to the speech right there, Chris. I mean, obviously these are tumultuous times. Uh, I think that the president's supporters heard what they wanted to hear. Uh, law and order. Uh, I think his detractors are going to be very critical of what they heard. Same old, same old. He doesn't have much goodwill right now. Law and order is a very specific phrase. Indeed. And uh, it comes straight from literally 1968 and Richard Nixon. That's no accident that he has said that repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if he's uh, winning in over any hearts and minds right now as far as any healing is concerned. Uh, I think those that supported him before that speech will continue to. And I think his detractors are, are still going to be against him after that. Speech. U.S. military deployed. And certainly worth noting that what he's saying about peaceful protests being overtaken by agitators is something that we have heard indeed from governors across the country and indeed from the mayor, the police chief of Atlanta. They believe that's what happened here. He's right about that. Indeed. Uh, just a quick programming note, Chris. So I'm going to be on with you my normal time, 8 to 10. Then you'll be on at 8 p.m. 8 o'clock. We were starting out talking about coronavirus, but obviously events this weekend have overtaken us. It's it's amazing that uh, that a pandemic has been blown off the front page, if you will, by what's going on on the streets of Atlanta. But we're going to continue our live coverage, start, uh, continuing at 10 p.m. with Shelly Winter and Milani Kai, and they will go as late as needed. Hopefully, I mean, you know, everything has been fine Friday, Saturday, Sunday when the sun is out. It's when the sun goes down that yeah. things go awry. But we'll be live starting with you at 8 and then Shelly and Milani at 10 during those uh, dark hours. All right, man. Thank you. Chris Chandler, live in the WSB 24-hour uh, news center. We call the desk, the booth. I'm in the booth, the baby. Breaking news booth. <laughs> um, all right, we gotta we gotta take a break. Yeah, we gotta take a break. We'll come back. Your thoughts on what you just heard from the president? What's going on in the streets of Atlanta and the streets of DC right now? 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. Your thoughts on the president's words you heard here live on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. 707, Mark Aaron with you. So a uh, following developing story, we heard from President Trump just a couple of minutes ago addressing the nation, then uh, abruptly ended and said he was going to go somewhere.
very soon. That means a lot. And apparently that somewhere is the St. John's Catholic Church, which was vandalized during the process. And I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. I think he's walking from the White House yeah. to the church. Longoria, let's pull up the audio on CNN uh, as they Flash cover this. and rubber bullets uh, saying that he is going to invoke for the first time. All right, so President Trump is walking right now, leaving the White House. I, I can't believe this is actually going to happen uh, uh, with what's all going on on the streets of Washington, D.C. right now. President Trump apparently going to walk from the White House grounds to the church. I don't know how far away it is. I don't think it's very far. It's down the block, but uh, the reporters are, are struggling to, to stay up with him. Obviously, there's Secret Service there. Let's go back to CNN. And um, I, I think it's important when we talk about the president's authority to draw a distinction here. The president basically has carte blanche to bring the military into the District of Columbia. Um, the law, this, the District of Columbia is not a state, uh, and the president can bring in the military if he likes. It's a very different story in, in the 50 states. Um, the act he's talking about, it has the name. Uh, the, the very, All right, turn uh, down Jeffrey Tubin for a second, Longoria. I'm looking live right now. President Trump is out of the White House grounds and on the street in front of the uh, White House. Uh, there are obviously a handful of Secret Service agents. The authorities uh, cleared out the street. The protesters there were thousands of people protesting before uh, the curfew at seven. They and uh, President Trump now is walking up to the uh, the vandalized church. I believe this is the St. John's Church. Uh, what what an amazing scene we're we're watching and following right now. Uh, I see a, a bunch of reporters trying to uh, keep up, uh, but obviously the president was referring to the St. John's Church at the end of his remarks when he said, "I'm going to go to pay my respects at a very very special place." The street obviously closed. Uh, there are police law enforcement on both sides of the street, but President Trump literally just walked across the street from the White House to this church back to CNN Longoria. To your point, Jeffrey, and you just explained it so perfectly, <clears throat> it does explain his phrasing, right? He brought them into Washington. Looks like he may be about CNN, to speak CNN, you've got there. amazing pictures right now. We Turn them down, watch. Longoria. Why are you talking about this? The president right now in front of the church by himself He's talking to reporters. Hopefully CNN has the, the wisdom to pull up that audio. Now he's standing there looking around after what was, uh, frankly, a pretty undignified approach to St. John's Episcopal Church. Holding a holding Bible, Bible in his right hand right now. Um, walking by some graffiti saying, no justice, no peace, and FTP, which uh, people can figure out what that stands for. Um, holding up a Bible. We have a great country. That's my thoughts. This country is great. take long to see what's going on. It's coming back. It's coming back strong. It'll be greater than ever before. President not taking questions now, walking somberly in front of the church. Questions to the president as he is there across the street, as we said, with his staff, massive security detail, holding up a Bible. I'm just listening here along with everyone else, just to, to, to pause here for a moment of, of the president setting up this photo op for him. All right, so yeah, right there. That I mean, that is what the critics will perceive this as, Chuck, as a massive photo op. Um, the, the president standing in front of uh, the vandalized church holding up a Bible by himself, no no one with him. Uh, it was pretty extraordinary, though. I, I, I cannot remember ever seeing uh, something like that where the president, now someone is joining him, 
Uh, he's calling some people over. Let's go back to CNN Longoria. That's what this is all about for him. President Trump now calling over. That's McInerney. Press Secretary Cal Kaylee McInerney. As he does this, and I will, uh, Bill Barr, the Attorney General, who we saw coming in, we're going to continue to monitor this and listen. While we do that, I'm going to bring in the governor of Illinois, Governor J.B. Pritzker. Governor, um, All right. Uh, so that was that's CNN. Uh, right now, they're still taking pictures. Uh, President Trump, the press secretary, uh, the AG. I can't tell. The TV's a little too small for me to tell who else was up there. Perhaps other cabinet members. I'm not sure. Uh, but wow. <laughs> wow. So the president. Uh, what a scene. All right. Let's just go back 30 minutes. There were thousands of protesters in front of the White House. Uh, there's a 7 p.m. curfew in Washington, D.C., uh, the authorities got all of those protesters out via any means necessary because obviously they knew this was coming. Uh, rubber bullets, tear gas, uh, policemen on horses. Uh, they, they cleared that out. The president then gave that speech in the Rose Garden. And in the background, as Jamie Dupree mentioned, you could hear explosions, you could hear helicopters. And then after the speech, the president said he's going to leave right now, go somewhere and pay tribute to someone some somewhere, someplace very special and he did that. He just took a bunch of pictures, made a statement, didn't answer any questions, took some more pictures with some of his staff. And now he is walking back across the street, heading back to the White House grounds. Uh, remarkable. Just remarkable. What what a time we are living in, folks. This is unbelievable. Um, yeah, so that's where we stand. Uh, if, if there's any more developments on what uh, just transpired, I'll bring them to you. But I tried to call it the best I could play by play. Uh, the reporters were following him. Again, we, we heard, uh, who was that, Aaron Burnett, yeah. already say, you know, this is just a photo op, and, and his critics... Well, everything's a photo op. Yeah, uh, I mean, his critics are certainly going to point to that. Did that accomplish anything? I don't know. But it was uh, <laughs> it was something uh, remarkable to see the, the president leave the, the safety of the White House grounds, cross the street, and uh, visit that church that was vandalized. Now he's walking back uh, onto the White House grounds, and so... We'll see what happens. We heard what he said on the air. We saw what he just did in front of the church. It's 7.13 p.m. on the east. Maybe we'll play time zone trivia later. I got that right, right? East Coast trivia? <laughs> yeah, well, you got one of them, right? Yeah, yeah, D.C.'s on the east. Um, let's see what happens when the president gets back in to the west wing, to the residence, and picks up his phone and tweets. Let's see what happens because... <laughs> and, I mean, Listen, Chuck, you know what... You know, any anytime... He tries to 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 further the uh, to cross the aisle to to yeah, make yeah. you know make amends to bridge gaps. It can often be done in in two hundred eighty characters or less. Yeah. just a couple of minutes later, he mostly so, undoes everything. With wow! So that was that was uh, that was very interesting. All right, let's reset. This is the Mark Aram Show. Normally we have some fun, but as I said at the top of the show, news, weather, and traffic trumps everything here. No pun intended. Uh, so if there's breaking news, weather, and traffic, we'll breaking and 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 give it to you live. That's what we've been doing all night. We've got uh, we had protests, not riots. Get the the terminology right. We've had protests here in Atlanta. The Atlanta curfew is at 9 p.m. Uh, so we'll see, and hopefully things will go smoother than they have the last couple of nights. Obviously, the increased uh, presence of the National Guard has helped quell what turns into a nonviolent protest into violent looting and rioting. Hopefully we don't have a repeat of that tonight. But if you do, if we do see that, uh, we've got you covered. I'm with you till eight. Then Chris Chandler from eight to ten, Milani Kai and Shelley Winter from ten p.m. 
until who knows. Uh, all right, so that's where we stand now. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Arab. Your initial thoughts on the president's speech, the president's move right there to go to the church, and what's going on in the streets of Atlanta. Cindy joins us in Milton. Cindy, thank you so much for hanging on. How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, crazy time, Cindy. This is unbelievable. I know it. I, I haven't heard anything about the focus on these police departments with the mayor or the governor focusing on the police departments with uh, getting rid of some of the bad apples. There's more good cops than bad cops, and it just seems like they would be focusing where the tension needs to be on these police departments getting rid of the bad cops and it's, the bad so, apples. It's so and, funny that I, I said basically the same thing, right, um, on Saturday. We did a special show Saturday. I've got friends in law enforcement. Some of my best friends are in law enforcement. They're good dudes. They're good ladies. They're 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 fine. And I, I made that bad apples comment. Did you see the, the Chris Rock bit from, I don't know, 12, 15 years ago? Longoria, see if you can find the Chris Rock audio. Clean it up. So basically, he was. T- this is like 12 years ago. He was talking about uh, police violence against blacks in the community and how there are bad apples, you know. And he made the he made the analogy. Well, in in an important position like that, you can't have bad apples. He said United Airlines they don't have bad apples as pilots. Like, oh, I know we got a couple of guys that crash into the mountain, but well, you know what are you can do? A couple of bad apples. It was it, it was a take from over a decade ago that he's like, you know, there's certain professions where you just can't have bad apples. The question is, how do you prevent those bad apples from even becoming police officers? Or how do you prevent those bad apples from becoming airline pilots? It was interesting audio. I don't know if you can find it, Longoria. You got your you got your hands full. Don't worry about it. Mary's in Atlanta. Mary, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Excellent. What's going on? Well, uh, I've heard the mayor speak all weekend, and some of it's profound. Some of it's emotional, but I'm kind of appalled at her pettiness because the hospitality industry in Atlanta has suffered. The hotels are empty. The restaurants have been empty. And here she's turned down the whole chance to have, I will not have the Republicans in our city. And I thought, why don't you talk to your hotels and your restaurants and see what they think? I don't think that's her call, is it? That's not her call. Oh, it is her call. Yeah? She was very I missed that. I missed that whole... uh... I, I didn't hear her speak about that. I, I forgive uh, forgive and me. She's kind of positioning herself as the number one Democrat, the new that's new on the block. And who do you think thought, who, who should be the number one Democrat? I have no idea. I don't. Right. <laughs> I just, right. I'm kind of a Republican well, focused. She. Uh, I, I think it's if the Republicans come to Georgia, I hope they go to Cobb County. She's been so offensive and blaming Trump for everything. All right, Mayor, I, I appreciate the call. I want to focus on what's going on right now with what the president just said, what we're seeing on the on the streets of Atlanta. I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. I missed that whole thing about uh, the Republican National Convention. I know Governor Kemp invited them to the state, so he doesn't have, they don't have to hold it in the city of Atlanta. I don't know if that's her call ultimately or not, if it was the city of Atlanta, but I don't know. Uh, I hope they do. I but, hope they do. But I just get so mad because nobody gives him full credit for anything. Ms. And Smith? this guy, Ms. I don't Smith? know how he can take Ms. what Smith? he's taken and for Ms. people Smith? to do this to him and talk about him like that. Even your people on the radio hey, station right Ms. now. Smith, Ms. Smith, Ms. Smith, hold on. I, I just put you on the air. You were t- I don't know how long you were talking before I put you on the air. But I just caught the tail end of that. Welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How may I serve you? 
Okay, I just called because I we don't have our TV's been out for a week. I'm about ready to go crazy. Okay. We only have radio, your station. And the way some of your people are talking about him, about President Trump, I can't believe it. You know, he this guy has done everything in the world and I don't know how he has taken what he has taken from people. When you I say mean, when you say my people, when and you, they're mean. Miss Smith, Miss Smith, I'm what, a Republican. Okay, yes, that's good. And I am a Trump supporter. Okay, oh, that's and fine. I give him all the credit <laughs> in the world. Miss Smith, when you say when you say you don't like what my people are saying about him, in particular, what are you talking about? Well, just now on the radio, they were making CNN is horrible. Yeah. They were making fun of the president going across the street to the church. Here's what I'm going to do, Miss Smith. Um, we're going to take a commercial break, but I want you to keep talking through the break, okay? We'll just we'll we'll play that when we come back. So I'm going to put you on hold. You let it fly, and then we'll join you after the commercials, okay? Okay. All right. And we'll you know what? Uh, I'm going to put you on hold. Chuck, get Miss Smith's uh, address. I shouldn't do this because I don't want her to turn on the TV, but I'm going to send you a TV, Miss Smith, okay? You're going to what? I'm going to send you a television. No, my cable's broke. Hang on. We'll, we'll get to you after the break. Uh, no good deed goes unpunished, Longoria. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Quite a busy night here on WSB Radio. Mark Aram with you till 8 in the p.m. We heard President Trump speak uh, from J.B. Dupree, our Washington correspondent, Trump's actions and the riots. If states and cities can't, he will send in U.S. troops, and he's sending heavily armed soldiers into the streets of D.C. to enforce the new 7 p.m. curfew. Uh, before the break, we were uh, joined by lovely Miss Smith. I want to have her joined by our buddy Russ in Gainesville. Russ. Come here a minute. I'm Russ, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? Hey, I'm great. How are you guys doing? I'm excellent. I don't want I don't want to make you mad, but uh, Miss Smith, I wanted you to continue with uh, what your thoughts on President Trump did tonight. Okay, I think he's a wonderful president. I don't think anybody there is no man that would have taken what what President Trump has taken from the media, from everybody in this three and a half years that he's been on. I've I've been. Uh, hey, hang on, Miss Smith. Friend. Hang on, Miss Smith. Russ, do you agree? Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, Miss Smith. Uh, is there anything the president should do going forward to unite the nation and bring us together on these uh, in these momentous times? I think he needs to be himself and say it like it is. I mean, he he's the only one that speaks the truth, and all uh, the media just knocks him down and and changes everything he says and makes it sound horrible. And the Democrats are horrible. I mean, they're trying to destroy this president, and I hope they're the ones that are being destroyed because it's not fair. What do you, well, at the end of the day, what do you want to have happen? Uh, I want I want people to respect him, and and he's trying as hard as he can. I mean, like uh, Keisha Bottoms, she said that uh, uh, the president hasn't done it just before you on your show mm-hmm. hasn't done anything. It's about time he comes out. Well, Miss M- Smith, done? I hate to do this. I got to put you on hold again because we got news. But hang with me, okay? Russ, you want to hang with me? Okay, we'll come back with Russ and Miss Smith. Four, you, you know what? 
yeah, call if you want to join us. It's going to be tough to top these two. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hey, this is Billy Gardell, and you're listening to my buddy Mark Aram, The Mark Aram Show. 7.37, it's been a, quite an eventful hour and 37 minutes deep into The Mark Aram Show. Breaking news all over the country. You heard from President Trump live from the Rose Garden as explosions and helicopters were going off on the streets of D.C., uh, 7 p.m. curfew in D.C. and around 6.40, uh, the law enforcement authorities and the National Guard clear out the uh, protesters in front of the White House with tear gas and rubber bullets. They cleared them out, opened the street, and then after President Trump delivered his address to the nation, nay, the world, he then crossed the street to the uh, vandalized church uh, took some pictures, then walked back to the White House grounds. Quite an amazing sight. Uh, you heard it all unfold here on WSB. We don't know what the night will bring, but we'll be here with you live. Chris Chandler takes over at 8. And Shelly Winter, Milani Kai coming up from 10 to midnight. Your thoughts on what you heard from the president at 404-872-0750, wsb talk Unfortunately, Ms. Smith, um, I- I'm going to have to move on to other callers. I- who is your cable provider, though? Dish Network. Dish. Oh, all right. So that's uh, that's a satellite. They, they've taken a week. I mean, it's been a week tomorrow, mm-hmm. and they haven't been out here yet. They're supposed to come tomorrow. And it's horrible being without a TV. Yeah, no. Well, at least you have the radio. Uh, do you have email? Yes, I do. I'm going to put you on hold. Uh, Charles Thomas is going to give you my email address. You email me, and, and I'll try to work with the folks at Dish to get your uh, television set up. Okay, well, they're... They're supposed to be here at 10 tomorrow. All right. We'll see. But about, I still want you to email me, okay? Okay. Thank you very much. Ms. Smith, God bless. Be safe. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Just be fair about the president, Absolutely. Please. Absolutely right. We promise. Okay. All right. Uh, no, don't hang up. We're going to put you on hold. All right. Real quick, back to Russ. Russ, what did you think about the president's <laughs> speech there, buddy? I love it. I want to tell you something. In 1995, I joined the National Guard. And I took an oath to protect the president of the United States, and it still stands today. I, I, I don't doubt you, Russ. In 1985, you were— 95. 95. You were fit enough in 95 to, to join the National Guard? You know, I joined the day before I could it The day before my 35th birthday, I joined. Good. And how long were you in there? Two, two years. Two years. Well, thank you for serving, Savannah, Russ. I loved it. That, well, that's a good place to be sa- uh, staged. Real quick, uh, any of the uh, the rioters, protesters up in uh, your neck of the woods in Gainesville? They did. They did last night. I saw on news today. They tore up the Target. What did Target do? I don't know. They, it's, <laughs> I, it's, I saw a video. They protected the Target. There's a lot of good videos out there, too. There's horrible videos, but there's some good videos about uh, nice things that police are doing to the protesters, nice things the protesters are doing to the police. A bunch of the protesters prevented the rioters, because there's two things. There's protesters and there's rioters. The protesters prevented the rioters from entering a target somewhere here in Metro Atlanta. I thought that was a really cool thing to see. And here's the thing. Uh, Russ, I don't know if you'll agree with me on this. If you are a peaceful protester, there's no reason for you to be carrying a can of of, uh, spray paint, right? Martin Luther King did not uh, cross the bridge at Selma with a can of spray paint. John Lewis didn't have cans of spray paint. If you are going to protest peacefully, you don't need spray paint or a hammer or an uh, an ice pick. Those aren't peaceful uh, items to have. Cupcakes, flowers, Hmm, cupcakes, bottled water. Longoria prefers the uh, the Evian, I believe. Sure. If you're getting that, those are those are what you bring to a, a protest march. If you're going to loot, riot, and destroy things, 
that's when you bring spray paint, a hammer, and an ice pick. Russ, stay safe, my friend. Thank you. All right, buddy. 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. And now, on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Joining us live on the greasy, salty hotline from parts unknown, height unknown, weight. Oof, we do not want to know. Johnny Kilbasa and the ever so popular Fast Food Review. How you doing, Jonathan? Been better. I got to go read an encyclopedia every time I'm within 10 miles of Russ and Dopesville. There's no way he was in the National Guard. (laughs) And he doesn't get chicks all the time. Go back to your Hubble Russ, it's seven. <laughs> it's seven forty-two, and my belly's grumbling. What's on the menu tonight, pal? Breaking news, Mark. Where is Hector? Hey, if you're on your way out to a riot tonight, stop by Little Caesars Pizzas because they're bringing back the four-dollar large one items, limit three per person, three dollars and ninety-nine cents for a large one-item pepperoni, or cheese so it's not anything else you can't call them up and say i want half this half that half this half that if you want the four dollar pizza you can't have the deep dish you can't have the super duper one that they have too it's the regular little caesar's pepperoni or cheese pizza four dollars tax and title out the door limit three per person per day so they're basically 20 percent off the five dollar hot and ready is basically what we're looking at here well, and it's a different pizza. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's, it's, it's a not... large one item. Oh, okay. Interesting. Large one item, three ninety nine. I mean, I don't know how you don't stock up on those puppies for four bucks. Three at a time, three a day. <laughs> three... Just like exercises. <laughs> three at a time, three a day. That's all you need. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think of a fast food angle of it, but what's been going on here in Atlanta? Um, <laughs> they spared you need the waffle something house. fast, and you need something cheap, and that's why you go to Little Caesars. They did spare the Waffle House. They were they were the uh, riders were gonna. Knocked down one of the Waffle Houses in Midtown, and uh, the local folks jumped in, and we're like, no, 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 keep moving, keep moving. So uh, that was a good thing to see. But I'll tell you what, I got off the air Saturday night, Longoria. Well, we got off at 10 p.m., and I went, yeah. and it was during the curfew, but people are still out. And the line at the Taco Bell at uh, on Howell Mill was around the block, so they like, right, I'm not going to Taco Bell. So I'm down to Wendy's, huge line there. But uh, they were still open during the uh, during the curfew. So I don't. I mean, if you're in a high target area like downtown and midtown and Buckhead, I wouldn't venture out to go to uh, Wendy's. But if you're in the suburbs, you should be okay. So the curfew doesn't eat impact first. You. There you go. You got to eat first. Johnny K, we appreciate you as always. And it's a cholesterol is high, baby. So my, follow me on Twitter and Instagram and listen to the Soft to Talk podcast on any pod app or JohnnyKobasa.com. Appreciate you, bro. Anytime, bro. All right, shots fired. At- Russ and Gainesville from Johnny Cabasa. Wow. Eric's in Loganville. Eric, good evening, sir. How are you, my friend? Hey, good evening. How are you? Excellent. What's going on, buddy? Hey, um, first off, I love your show. Um, I listen to it all the time. And I just wanted to talk. I was listening to Miss Smith earlier. I was in the car. Beautiful. She sounds like a beautiful woman. Um, but what I want to talk about is there is a serious disconnect in this nation. Um, and what I mean by that is let's, you know, let's take off our, uh, I'm a, I'm a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And just like your uh, last caller, I served in the military. I served seven, seven years. Thank I was you. stationed in Ansbach, Germany at Fort Bragg, um, 82nd Airborne and 141st Signal. Uh, but unlike him, I did not take an oath to defend this president. I believe the oath was to defend the United States and the constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. So let me get that out the way first. 
But the way that when I I say that I think there is a disconnect is just because you are a Republican does not mean that I hate you. Therefore, why does everything have to come down in the last uh, 10 years? Why does it have to come down to Republican versus Democrat? Um, you know, the comments about a the only good Democrat is a dead Democrat and this, that, and the other. I'll tell you guys, and I hope your listeners can hear this. My next door neighbor, whom I love to death, is the most devout Trump fan that you will ever know. He loves his president. He loves our president. I am not a Trump fan. That does not mean that I want anything to happen to him. That does not mean that he wants anything to happen to me. So I'm, I get so sick and tired of hearing all of this. Everything comes down to the liberal left or the far right and this, that, and the other. Look, as long as you live your life and you are, you are doing things within the law and you are not breaking any laws, then your political affiliation does not matter to me. Now, with that being said, like I said, I love your show. I listen to everything. I listen to Fox News. Then I'll turn, listen to CNN. Then I'll turn and listen to NBC, MSNBC, and I'll get all the viewpoints, and I'll form my own opinions. I don't get caught up in this just because Fox News said it, says it, it must be true. I've heard Fox News tell lies. I've heard CNN tell lies. I've heard them all, every, every, everyone at some point or other, or in another lies, you know. But we have to get past all of this and use our own human thinking. We, we need to come together. We, need, we really need to come together. And like I said, I, I love your show, but... It just seems like, and this is with everyone, it seems like that it always comes back down to race or political affiliation. And I don't think that's what, that is, that's what's stopping us. And that's what's stopping us for the last hundred years on getting past everything or, you know, getting past our differences. Yes, sir. I wish I could have broadcast that call to the nation. Calm, reasoned, thoughtful. Thank you for the service. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. You will always have an open line here. I really appreciate it, buddy. Yes, sir. That's 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 how we handle this. Calm, rational. When things get uh, nasty on the streets, we need to take a step back, breathe, think rationally, be thoughtful, be compassionate. And at the end of the day, we're all Americans. No matter what's going on, whether it's the COVID, whether it's riots, whether it's protests, whether you love the president or hate the president, we're all Americans. Let's be civil together. That was a great call. We'll come back. This is the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. We got you covered all night. I only got seven more minutes, but then Chris Chandler at 8 and then 10 p.m. Shelly Winter and Milani Kai will stay up as late as they have to. Hopefully things will be calmer and peaceful here on the streets of Atlanta. Let's finish up with some quick calls. Chandler's in Cartersville. Chandler, real quick, buddy, what do you have? So... The governor proposed, what, 14% budget cuts for the entire state across the board? Correct. Right? How's I, I'm, I'm no expert on money anyway, but the police are already doing what they can with what little they have. Um, it's just kind of food for thought, I guess. All right. Um, what's going to happen with law enforcement budgets going forward? Something we need to, to, to gnaw on for sure. Kevin, whoa. Kevin, uh, close your window, Kevin. I'm going to bring you back up in a second. Uh, Brenda's in Brazelton. Brenda, welcome to the show. What do you have? Hey, Mark. Um, I'm a teacher um, for a uh, rather large county in um, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say that as a teacher, um, we teach um, the peaceful 
um, protesting of Martin Luther King Jr. Um, I'm a little disappointed about what's happening in our country. It makes me very saddened. I'm also very disappointed in some of the leaders that walked with Martin Luther King Jr., like Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, that can't come to show a peaceful demonstration. Um, that bothers me. They should be the leaders to show these young kids. Here's the thing. I, I think it's like. a great point. But here's what I've noticed. Um, and this is just uh, anecdotal from videos I've seen from protesters or whatever, the, the, the looters more specifically. They don't know the history of the civil rights movement. You know, they know the names, but they don't know the history behind it. They don't know how change was done in a nonviolent way. And I'm not putting that on your shoulders as a teacher. I'm sure you're a great teacher. But the the younger generation, the Gen Zs, they don't know what uh, Andrew Young and John Lewis and uh, Martin Luther King did to get us to this point. So I just think it's a lack of, of knowledge of what the the history book should point out and how to how to deal with this situation. Tom's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Tom, real quick, what do you have? I'm just surprised that uh, Keith Lance Bobbins and uh, Martin Luther King uh, III are, are actually uh, advocating to elect Republicans. If, if all these states and cities that are having all these problems, if they're all led by Democrats and they're urging them, their people to go out and vote for change, does that mean that they're actually voting, wanting people to vote for Republicans to change the administrations in all these cities? That's an interesting theory, Tom. Uh, Williams in Athens. William, real quick, what do you have? Hey, Mark, how's it going? What up, brother? I think that the protests are legitimate. I feel for George Foley, but all this other stuff, the violence and all that's just an excuse to act like fools. Well, here's what I said this morning. Exactly, William. So I said this this morning on Atlanta's Morning News, smiling, was filling in for Scott Slade. Any rational individual, and that's a big leap, (laughs) any rational individual has to look at what happened with George Floyd and and deem that unacceptable, right? I mean, no rational person can say, oh, well, he got what he deserved. He deserved to die. No rational person can say that. On the other side of the coin, no rational person can look at the looting and the fires and the destruction and say, oh, that's that's justified. Th- th- those are the rational views. The, those, the two things can be true at the same time. Exactly right. The killing was awful. Something needs to be done. Setting fire to a church, breaking down a target, Molotov cocking a police car, that's not the way to fix the problem. Any rational individual can say that murder was horribly wrong and another, and and still rationally say, well, the answer to this is not looting and violence. That's the, that's You get six seconds of rationality for me uh, every week. That's all it was. Let's do start of the show, Longoria. Uh, I'm going to trust Chuck's memory on this. Eric, was that the guy that called? Yeah. Eric, yeah. So Eric yeah. gets start of the show. What a great call that was. Eric, you can call back anytime, my friend. Special shout out to Miss Mary. She came in second. Um, we'll continue the conversation civilly on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram, Facebook Mark Aram WSB. Chris Chandler next. Our live coverage continues on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. 
the 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.